0: Starting in three. <laughs> I, I had the center of the screen because oh, I, I, I realized I was like looking like this way. So I want to center. All right. Starting in three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I'm Daniel Ifusi. That is Dave Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. want to remind you guys before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment. All that good stuff, and definitely want to make sure you subscribe to the Miami Herald so you can get your latest news on everything going on in South Florida, including your Miami Dolphins, who are back on a three game winning streak after a, a close call in Chicago in the Windy City. Uh, but the Dolphins leave Chicago with a 35 to 32, 32 win over the Bears, maybe a little too close for comfort. You know, it was, it was a back and forth affair. I mean, it was kind of a Uh, a duel of some of the the better young quarterbacks in the league. You know, you had Tua throwing three uh, touchdowns for the second straight game, 300 yards. And Justin Fields, out of nowhere, with maybe the best game of his young career, 178 rushing yards, a single game, regular season record for quarterbacks. Uh, He was, he he went crazy. Uh, But in the end, the Dolphins get that last stop. They move on. Are they improved to six and three um, as we reach the halfway point of the twenty twenty two season? And the Dolphins are looking good. Uh, I mean, I know they're in third place in the uh, the AFC East, um, tied with the Jets, a half game behind the Bills. Um, but Miami is currently setting themselves up really well to reach the postseason for the first time since twenty sixteen. Um, we're going to sc- discuss everything regarding the first half of the twenty twenty two season for the Dolphins. What's impressed us? What hasn't? As well as look on, look ahead to the second act of the season, which begins with the home game against the Browns on Sunday. But as we kind of rewind, um and it was interesting. I, I had the Dolphins at six and three when I uh I did my preseason predictions, um, and I had the Dolphins at ten and seven, but six and three at uh, after nine games. Now, of course, I, I didn't anticipate. <laughs> everything that's happened to get to 6-3. Yeah. you know nobody could have foreseen yeah nobody yeah. could have foreseen the, the, the way ways took you a little different way <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly you're <laughs> kind of around all the way to back row but we still got to yeah. still got to the halfway point but uh, I mean, obviously nobody could have foreseen uh Tua getting knocked out with that that scary concussion back in week four effectively missing three games uh you know and you know a 3-0 start coinciding with, um, you know, or followed by that three-game losing streak while Tua was uh, was out of the lineup. And then with Tua back in the lineup, three straight games, and all of a sudden the Dolphins are 6-0 and in games when uh, Tua starts and finishes. And really, I mean, that has to be a story of the 2022 season for the Dolphins right now. You know, Tua emerging as, I mean, you, you, people want to label it different ways. One of the most efficient quarterbacks, one of the best young quarterbacks, I mean. All the numbers say Tua is playing like one of the, the best quarterbacks, regardless of age, style, whatever you want to call it. I mean, the numbers say he's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, And even the MVP odds kind of reflect that. I know he's fifth, sixth in, in some um, different betting markets, I guess. Um, But I mean, this has really accelerated, you know, the plan for the Dolphins and really accelerated the trajectory. I mean, I think, I think even the most like the most optimistic of Dolphins fans, you know, they, you know, I mean, there were a lot of Dolphins fans that were saying, hey, they called it from the beginning. And maybe it was more the fandom speaking, where they said, hey, uh, division champs, AFC contending. Yeah. But I think I think even the most reasonable kind of people, the most level headed people, when they were looking at the Dolphins 2022 season outlook, they they saw the potential there, but Tua was the big question mark. And by all accounts, through nine games, through the four, I mean, I guess six games for him, he's answered questions. I mean, we even talked about it last week where, you know, the Dolphins trading away their final first round pick next year to get Bradley Chubb. That kind of was a, we're ready to win now, statement. And you don't make that move unless, you know, you know your quarterback can take you to where you want to go. And, and so far, I mean, two has shown that he can do that. I mean, he, there's just kind of a calm about him where he seems like, in his third season with this new system, with these new players, he just knows, he just has a feel, like he's just controlling the entire game when he's there. He's never really rattled. He knows where to go with the ball. He's finding his guys and he's letting them work. And, and, and really, I mean, if you're, again, if you're a Dolphins fan, that's the re- biggest reason of optimism for the rest of the season. And it's kind, of an, kind of a wide open AFC, if you ask me. I mean, the Bills just lost to the Jets. They've lost to the, to the Dolphins. I don't think, I mean, I, I always thought, I mean, I said it, you know, at the beginning of the season, I thought the Bills were overrated. I thought that you know they weren't Superman. You know, they they could they could be beat. They weren't indestructible, and we've seen that. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, they don't they don't look the same without Tyreek Hill. You know, they're still a good team, but the, but they don't look the same. And then after that, I mean, you have a lot of teams that are kind of gunning for that title to be con- uh, considered in the elite territory. Um, so again, I mean, if you're if, if you're watching the Dolphins right now, the offense is clicking. Two at the center of it. And that's your biggest reason of optimism. On the flip side, uh, you know, you, you have a defense that something is just not clicking. Uh, you know, they, they've had some some bright moments, you know, the, the season opener against New England, the Bills game, making some key stops, you know, against Detroit, against Chicago, against Pittsburgh. Um, but a second state game where you give up, you know, 27 plus points. I mean, they gave up 32 to the Bears. They struggled with tackling, struggled on third down. The pass rush really wasn't there, even with Bradley Chubb. Um, We know that they had the injuries in the secondary, and the injuries are are what they are. I mean, the Dolphins are going to have to play with them. Um, At this point, we keep on saying it every week. We don't know what's going to happen with Byron Jones. He's not going to return this week. Um, And, you know, the the longer the weeks pass, the the more weeks pass, uh, you know, the likelihood that he comes back, it just, just doesn't become reasonable. Um, so I mean, I I don't really know what the what the fix is for this defense. Obviously, Bradley Chubb is a is a, is a top light pass rusher, and they're gonna work him in. I mean, he played two thirds of the snaps, over two thirds of the snaps on on Sunday. So I mean, they're they're not you know working him in; they're throwing him right into the fire. Um, but as it stands, you know, at the halfway point of the season, um, you know, this is a bottom fifteen, a bottom half of the league type defense. I mean, there's no other way or. You can slice it. You can say, "Yeah, they've made stops when necessary. They came up big when it counts, and that that does matter because you do want a defense that rises to the occasion, um, in key moments." Um, but I look at it as like if if you have real contending aspirations, you have to be better than this. I mean, I mean, we we it's, it's funny enough, you know, we talked about this last week, and I said, "Hey, I, I think they can get away if they're average," but they haven't even been average. I mean, they they, they it's bottom fifteen. It's 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 below average. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I wrote about it after Sunday's game. You know, Mike McDaniel after week one said this is the defense's team until proven otherwise. Um, the offense is starting to prove otherwise. I mean, the shift is starting to take place. <laughs> it may have already taken place. Um, but but we can't go all the way in the other direction. You know, last year, previous years, the defense really carried the team. Um, you know, if the Dolphins really want to be contenders, they can't be in a spot where the offense has to put up 30 every single game to compensate. For the defense not being able to get the job done.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's still the case, but I think there's only been like one team that I can think of in the Super Bowl era that has finished below at below the halfway, the bottom half of the league in defense and won the and won the Super Bowl. Um, And it's very rare that you get teams that. You know can get there with that kind of defense. And th- that's the wild thing is the dolphins, as you said, this is not, and you know, we've been saying all season, this is not a great AFC. This is not, you know, there's no super teams. There you have to consider them a contender. Um and right now it looks like well <sighs> It, it looks like the defense is what could be the problem that actually keeps them from going farther. If there's, if any facet, uh does now that said, I mean, in Ty- in Tyreek, I mean, Tyreek Hill's having a, it looks like a, an almost historic season not almost he's having a historic season. Um, you know, they've, they've done what they need to do, what you need to do if you're a good offense or you're a good defense, you, you know, you comp up against a weaker other unit, you pound them and, you know, you keep pounding them and you build and you, you know, build your stats on them. And uh, that's what they've done the last two weeks against defenses that were we, we knew going in, they weren't particularly strong. Um, But, yeah, that you got to you got to have, you know, your defense has to perform better. You know, as we said last week, you, you you know you can't be giving up. You know what they given up the last two weeks, and thinking, yeah, this is this is going to get it done in December in Buffalo, or in January in Buffalo, or January in Kansas City, or even you know if you got to deal with Baltimore again, um, and uh, and you and you also can't think that, gee, we're you know. Like, that Baltimore game can repeat itself um, if you give up a jack load of points. And so uh, – and the offense, aside from the Baltimore game, hasn't put up huge points against, you know, another quality
0: Body Quality defense, defense. yeah. I mean, it's and, it's good. I was gonna say it's good that they are starting to stack up those right, those those performances. But you do also have to kind of give the caveat, like, hey, it is against it was against the, the worst defense in the league in Detroit, uh, the defense in Chicago that just gave up two of its best players. So that's that's fair. Right.
1: Now that that's that said, um, it, two is having a two is having a tremendous season. It seems like there's just this perfect mesh of you know system, confident quarterback, and you know, receivers that fit that system and quarter, you know, quarterback that fits that system. And, and um as far as the passing part of the offense and a running game that's starting to come together and that makes you know that keeps defenses honest. Where you can't mm-hmm. just sit on the sit back and say, okay, we've got just got to make sure that we don't get burned for these big chunk plays by uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and, or Mike Gusecki even, you know, um, and this offense do, really does look like it's coming together again. I, you know, he, it, the last couple of weeks they've actually gotten in the end zone, you know, got um, and got and gotten you know, more points all you know, that said, the difference with the Bears game was special teams. It was, it, you know, the offenses went up and down the field on each other, and the one thing they didn't trade was a special teams touchdown.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so again, that that's that's one of those glass. How do you want to look at it? Half full, half empty. Um, you know, when you needed it, the. You know, another part of your game came through, and another part of your team came through, and to get you a win. And so, as far as where they where they are at this point, I don't know if they're ahead. I feel like they're ahead of where we thought they'd be. Even if we, even if they have the same record, it feels like they're
0: ahead of where we thought they'd be because nobody really uh, i don't think and again even the most mm-hmm. bullish and i was bullish on this team i and it's funny because i i thought that the, the offense was gonna start to catch it catch a stride in the second half of the season and i thought that there could be a regression from the defense but i didn't expect a regression to this level um so that's why right. you say it's kind of like glass half gla- glass <laughs> Glass yeah, half full, half, half end. Half, end. Half, like half, like half, how, how are you how are you looking at? Are you looking at it in the lens of well, Tua has emerged into one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, and this is a quarterback-driven league, or who yes, Tua has emerged, but also you have one side of the ball that's clearly not playing up to its potential or up to its standard. And,
1: and also on the flip on the flip side, on the on the other side, you've got okay, the Bills are not unbeatable, but they still are. Right now, look like the best team in the AFC East, but you know, did anybody expect the Jets to be anything other than you know scrimmage fodder? Yeah. Or, you know, and you know, early in the season, remember the coaches talking about keeping receipts, and we we're like, yeah, you can you can keep them receipts, like we can keep that Walgreens receipts, so it's still not going to do nothing. But wow, they've looked really good. Uh, well, they looked really good last week. They didn't look so good two weeks ago against New England, and you know they looked pretty good against the Dolphins team that was playing its third-string quarterback, who didn't even expect to play. So, um, but that said, they're they're right there, and they've got you know for right now they've got the tiebreaker over Buffalo. They got the tiebreaker against the Dolphins, and head to head. So, yeah, that they're kind of factoring into things in a way that. You didn't expect, but I think the I think Dolphins I think Dolphins fans should be happy about where their team is right now, and um, it isn't always you know it is it hasn't always been pretty it isn't always exactly what you want, but you know end of the day yeah the six games your number. Number one quarterback has you know started and finished you you know they've won, yeah. and um, it it's happened through very in very, some very different ways, but you know that that's maybe that's maybe that's okay because if you it, if you can show you can win for different, different ways and. You, you can be comfortable in a game later this season, in a big game that does, that, you know, goes against type, not, that's not going as you expect, but you can still know, Hey, we can, we can win this. Okay. It's, you know, you expect to shoot out and it's, you know, 13, 10, the fourth quarter. Okay. We, you know, we, we can, they, they can think, Hey, we can do this. We can, we can win. We can come out of this. We can, this, or if it's, you know, you expect, you expect 13, 10 and you got, you know, Thirty-three, 30. You're like, okay, fine. We've, we've been here, you know, we can play this game. Um, so I think they should feel good about where they are. Um, and I do want to see them execute and put up points, big points, you know, 28, 30, 28 and up on a very good defense that. Isn't like having massive brain farts like Baltimore did. Um, I want to, and I want to see also what happens as their running game gets going even better. Um, but and I, you know, the defense just the defense has to give give you something a little more if you're really serious about thinking Super Bowl. They, they've got to give you more. They get they they've got to give you something more um than they've given you the last so far this season. And yeah, Justin Fields is, you know, incredibly mobile, incredibly slick. He's um you know, he's he's you know almost like Lamar Jackson or Mahomes. Um and he's he's also fi- apparently figuring out like, you know, yeah, it, he's he's figuring out how to, you know, how to attack in the passing game. But Boy, you kind of wanted to see them sit on him a little more than they did. Um you yeah. know. By the way, remember when dual threat quarterbacks weren't like a you know a thing and nobody wanted dual threat quarterbacks and they were worried now about it's like, now it's like they, you can't
0: you can't you can't really yeah. function if you can't move a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, <laughs> no, crazy you, how to
1: can we, can we have a, you know, can we have a six, four white guy who can sit in the pocket and, you know, throw, throw, throw the ball and, uh, you know, no, 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 no. That, that guy running around who can run, you know, who could throw the ball 90 yards, but also run 90 yards. No, no, no. We don't, we don't want him. Um, the new era for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah you got to, you got, you got to want to see them sit on somebody uh, that's not, you know, fresh off the, fresh out of the fields. Like, you know, like a Kenny Pickett was. Yeah. Um and so you know yeah. and this this week will be a this week will be interesting because the Browns Browns pound you with uh with Chubb. Um yeah, I don't think they got the best quarterback play. They the you know, dolphins are familiar with uh, Browns quarterback, of course. But they uh the Browns kind of get the job done and have been getting the job done on a lot of a lot of weeks. So it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting game to it's going to be an interesting test for the defense especially.
0: Yeah, I I will say to your point to your one of your previous points it, there is something to be said for them being able to win these close games cuz you know the previous year they, these were games that they they were not able to win. I mean, we saw them lose, you know, close games to to the Raiders um you know early on in the season and over time and some other games that um, you know they just they just weren't able to eke out. So there's something to be said for you know being kind of being battle tested and you know being in close games with being able to find ways to win. Um, so we'll, we'll see how the second half of the season goes. Obviously, if you want to go deep in the playoffs, playoffs you're gonna have to win some close games. Um, so we'll, we'll see what's in store for them. We're gonna take a short break. When we but when we come back, we're gonna kind of preview the second half of the season. Uh, that treacherous December slate, maybe not as daunting as it initially looked. Uh, we're going to give you some predictions for the second half of the season, as well as preview the Browns game. So stay locked with us. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins and the Def podcast with David Neal talking all things Dolphins. And as we look ahead to the second half of the season, um, as I said before, the Dolphins are 6-3. and three, And they have really set themselves up well for their first playoff appearance since 2016. But the job isn't done. Um, and as I said before, they they have a home game against the Browns coming up, um, followed by their bye, their week eleven bye, and then um, they'll they'll really get into this this December January slate. Obviously, they have a home game against the Texans, but then comes the part of the schedule where I think everyone was eyeing when the schedule came out. We saw this as the you know the make or break part of the schedule where if you can't come out of this schedule. Uh, part of the schedule with a decent record or you haven't set yourselves set yourself up w- with sort of a cushion before it could really derail uh you know your, your playoff aspirations and uh, that, that began that really begins uh december 4th when the dolphins head out to san francisco to face the 49ers obviously that's going to be kind of a homecoming game for mike mcdaniel who is our offensive coordinator there with a uh, um, you know, it's Shanahan with Kyle Shanahan. Um, obviously, you know, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, some other former 49ers will be kind of getting back to, to San Francisco. And then, often, they're gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna be on the West Coast for a second straight week, um, as they face the Chargers. Um, and that's obviously gonna be a, a hyped matchup. Burrow to, uh, I mean, excuse me. Herbert Tua. We already had the borough. We already had the we're Burrow. We're a Burrow. Yeah. Uh, but, but we're gonna we're gonna see Justin Herbert and Tua Tungabaloa uh picks five and six going head to head. And then the uh, dolphins will travel to Buffalo to face uh the Bills in a it's uh, gonna be a pivotal divisional game. Um that, that's a game who's, which state has not been determined yet. Um, you know, it's one of five games that could be flexed into the Saturday slot. It's looking like just based off the, you know, the importance of the matchup, it, I believe it likely will get, uh, flexed into a, a Saturday, maybe Saturday night, um, uh, position. Um, so, and then, then you come back home for, for a Christmas day game with the Packers and while the Packers aren't, aren't looking too good. I mean, that's still Aaron Rodgers um, on the other side of the ball. Um, but David that's a lot that's a lot of travel That's a lot of good teams on that schedule i mean if you're traveling cross country uh to San Francisco to face the 49ers and then you know you have another game on the west coast against the chargers um you have a potential situation where you're you're only home for 4 days before you travel back out to buffalo i mean these are three straight road games before coming back for Christmas day. Uh but but obviously then, you know, it wraps up with, you know, the Patriots on the road and then uh the, the Jets uh, at home. Um I guess first are the Dolphins can, can we kind of pencil the Dolphins into the playoffs? I mean, we still got we still got eight games, but a 6 and 3 two very winnable games coming up before that December slate. Is is it fair to pencil the Dolphins into the playoffs? Cuz I think a lot of people are already kind of assuming, you know, hey, a wild, one of those three wild card spots at the minimum is the dolphins. Are you ready to go there yet?
1: Not yet, although if they get to 8 and 3, um to get to 8 and 3, uh I think they're at I, I think that that's a lot more comfort uh Packers game on Christmas Day. Yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is one of 53 people who do not want to be there. The Packers are going to be out of it. They're not going to be home on Christmas. People, people forget this. Athletes are human beings. They have families. You know, they you one of the things when I was covering the NHL, the, the joke used to be always bet on the on the on the home team on the day after Christmas games, because Teams weren't allowed to like do anything on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, literally anything. They had to be at home. And nobody, like, don't always bet on the team that bet against the team that doesn't want to be there. The teams who don't want to leave their families and don't want to just be there. You, the Packers are going to have, I probably have the U Hauls packed by that point, <laughs> on Christmas Day. So that's going to be nine and three, I think. Those other games. Yeah, yeah, I mean you those are those are tough. I think I, those I think, are those are tough those are tough games and also those are games that I mean they could uh you know Chargers, Jets, Patriots, Bills obviously that can go a long way to determining, you know, those low those lower ranked tiebreakers and everything. And yeah, you if you you gotta win you got to win one or two of them yeah. uh, to get, to get in, because otherwise you're going to wind up. You know, you might wind up with a nice record, and then you know, on the like the fourth tiebreaker, you're sitting at home. Yeah. Um,
0: and, and currently, and, as it, as it stands, I mean, they're they're kind of one one in one when it comes to potential significant tiebreakers. Because um, obviously, if you're kind of assuming the Bills are going to win the AFC East, um, the Dolphins have lost. You know, one of two games to the Jets. They've lost. Win a game to the Bengals. Now, obviously, they're, they're a game ahead of the Bengals, but if it comes to a tiebreaker, you know, if it's a head-to-head tiebreaker, uh, the Dolphins lose out there. So yeah, I mean, those are games where, you know, if you can win more of those games, it sets you up to, to avoid those tiebreaking situations. And I don't know that we. What's what's the latest injury update on Josh Allen's? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm so, not a I'm and, not a orthopedist and, and whatnot, but they're they're talking about it being like a Tommy John type surgery. Like I mean, that's I mean I don't know how significant it is, but and again and if that that comes into play, and even if he's okay, even if he can play,
1: um, you know, even if it's not a significant injury, I mean. Uh, Buffalo just got straight beat by the Jets. Yeah. They got straight beat by the Dolphins. You know, so again, this they're not, you know, they're not like so head and shoulders above, you know, the rest of the conference. Uh, you know, they edge the Chiefs. So you'd say, okay, they're the number the Chiefs have been, you know, the best team the last several years. So you know, we're going to you'd say, OK, fine. Um, You know, they're the number one team in the conference, but it's not like they're, you know,
0: there's no team that's like a juggernaut. I mean, even no. like maybe pre- some previous years, Chiefs teams. Yeah, because they had Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and, you know, they gave you that feel that they could just blitz you out of the out of the out of the stadium but because but, no, they did a, yeah, exactly but, <laughs> but there's no team like that now where they're just no. gonna run you out of the building in the first no. half no no it, i mean the
1: i think that i think the Chiefs still can do that i just think they they can't do it in the most spectacular way uh like you know what they used to with tyreek the, hill um they're still a team that if you if your defense isn't Really, is not really you know doesn't really have everything together. Uh, they'll find the cracks, they'll exploit them, and you know if you if your defense doesn't starts off the game poorly, y- you might as well not play the rest of the game. They'll get out in front, and it's and they're gone, and they can still you know be down by a couple scores and say okay fine you know you bam 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 okay we're gonna we're gonna score on you. Yeah. And they were, and they're gonna get a turnover and or something, so they can still do that. I think they also have that comfort that most of that roster, they've done this, they've done this before, and that's there's great value in that, and there's great comfort in that for them. Buffalo, Buffalo, you know, they're still like uh, we we think we're better than everybody else, but you know we're still trying to prove it, and. So that's kind of what makes the rest of the season interesting um, is that, yeah, the the Bills could probably should win the AFC East, but there's no reason the Dolphins can't win it.
0: Especially especially if they're able to beat the Bills in Buffalo. I mean, you would think that that would be, you would think that they can beat the Bills in Buffalo. They'd be in a position to overtake them um, you know, in the division, yeah, and obviously, yeah. obviously, the Jets are still in the mix, and we'll see what happens with them. Um, but again, those, I mean, those, those division games are going to be key down the road. Like, if the, if you don't, if you win it, if you don't win any game, like, like you got to win those division games because I believe they're, they're, they're two and one now because they, they got, they got to win over the Patriots and they win over the Bills. Um, but now it's like that, that win over the, that loss to the Jets is keeping them. From being the top the uh the division, and obviously that game came without Tua, so it's gonna be interesting to see um you know with Tua back for the Jets game, you know how how does that matchup differ?
1: Right, yeah, and you know also how does you know how are the Jets different? You know how are the Jets different when they from when they are from that game? It's it's it's, a big, it's gonna be a few months, and uh, I think the Jets are actually. A far more a better team you know they've suffered a you know a loss, lost their top running back but I think overall they're a better team and also that when you talk about confidence and just a little bit of feeling yourself and understanding what you can do and what you and believing you can do something and then going out and doing it I mean that one against the Bills probably did a lot for the, for the, for the Jets Very mindset yeah, and Um, so the team that Dolphins see on, uh, January 8th, I think is going to be definitely overall better than the one that, that drilled them. And obviously the Dolphins are going to be better. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully because the defense, the defense,
0: defense you would hope the offense for sure is, you know, you, you, you you, you play that game,
1: right? You hope that two is going to be there. You assume, okay, if two is there. They're going to be a better team. Yeah. You know, your your defenses are gonna be on the field as much, or you know, if they are, they're gonna be playing with a little more of a margin for error. Um, so um it is as a and I, I love I've always loved betting on games and sports games. I would not bet on anything long-range in the AFC, no futures, no
0: futures, no futures
1: especially there. the AFC East, uh, I'd be, I'd just like, okay, y- y'all, everybody else, you know, put your money on the table. I'm, I'm just gonna put my drink on the table and, uh, let's watch and see just, how this plays enjoy. out.
0: Yeah, now most okay. definitely, you know, w- one thing I like to do on Tuesdays, um, you know, after all the, the week's games and Monday night it is over, it's just to kind of get a uh holistic view, you know. I look at various analytics sites, and you know, ESPN has their football power index. Uh, and it's interesting because in ESPN's projections, I mean, they give the Dolphins about a 73% chance to make the playoffs. So that's right now, so that's that's pretty strong as you'd expect after a six and three start, nine point six percent chance to uh win the division, a 30% chance to make the divisional round, which is no, I think. I mean, I think the Dolphins fans would take one in three odds, um, as well as nine point four percent chance to make the conference championship. Two point seven. 2.7% chance to make the Super Bowl and then 1.3% chance to win the Super Bowl. So obviously that's that's you know that's way down the line, but you know, according to you know the you know the analytics metrics projection sites, the Dolphins are in good position, are in a good position to uh to make their you know first pro- postseason appearance this 2016. Um FPI also has them, you know, ranked ninth in the NFL. Um, you know, I guess just off of like the, the strength of the team. Um, you know, kind of interesting. Enough they're ranked behind the Bucks, the 49ers, and I guess that's in as well as the Bengals. Um, you know, I think those are three teams where you could kind of say, like, oh, that's kind of weird. Um, you know, so obviously they have their various rankings that go into that. Um, but, but I think for the most part, it's definitely, you know, right now for the Dolphins, the defense that's um, it's really, like, holding back maybe the long-term perception of them and whether they can um, really, you know, whether they can really make a deep playoff run. Um, but, I mean, last year we saw a team like the Cincinnati Bengals just really catch fire at the right time, um, kind of sneak up on people. I mean, I, I don't think anybody – You know, a month, two months, you know, before the playoffs started, really saw the Bengals as a team that was going to, you know, be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, But, you know, it's, you know, they McDaniel says it, the coaches say it, the media, we said, you know, it's about who number one stays healthy. And right now, I mean, the Dolphins have had their fair share of injuries, but for the most part. They've, they've avoided major injuries in the past few weeks and starting to get a little bit healthier. Um, so it's number one, who's the healthiest and number two, who's playing the best. Um, so obviously, you, you know, if you're an offensive fan, you love to see the offense just really clicking. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how you stop this, this offense right now. Cause it seems like nobody wants to play man coverage cause you don't want to get ran past by Tyree Hill and Jay Lwado. Waddle when they play zone, it's like the flick of the wrist, and they just find somebody 15 yards downfield. Um, and if the running game go, starts going, I mean, I, I don't, I, I really, genuinely don't know how you're going to stop this. I mean, it seems like you have to have a great uh, defensive front to get after two and kind of knock him off his uh, off off his platform if if, if you want to have a chance. Because there's really no secondary and no cornerback that's going to, um, you know, keep up with Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddle. So on the offensive side of the ball, very optimistic, very pleased with where they are. Um, but the defense is just going to they're going to have to they're going to have to we're going to to see what we saw last year, where first half of the season, you're not looking good. Second half of the season, it's top 10 play. They're going to have to somehow muster that if they can do that. Yeah, this is a real, real legitimate team in the AFC. Um, so it's going to be a to see, you know, you know, especially as, you know, you start to stack up, against, stack up against, you know, uh, you know, Stiffer talent, tougher talent, um, in competition, especially in that December slate. Uh, you know how they do, and even even next week with the Browns, which you alluded to. I mean, this is a team um, that is three and five, but I think they're they're probably a little bit better than their their record suggests. Um, you know, they're coming off their bye. Before then, uh, the week before, we saw them have a really big win where they just completely have their way with the Bengals on Monday Night Football, um, and this is a team that. You know, on offense, I don't think that, you know, they don't give you the same problems that they don't give you the same problems that you know you faced as, you know, maybe the past two weeks. You know, they don't have the aerial attack of Detroit, um, but they also have the mobile quarterback um, you know, of the Bears and Fields. Um this is more this is more traditional, you know, traditional two backs or two tight ends, um, run it down, run it down off tackle with um, you know, with Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Um, And that's a really interesting matchup because we know the Dolphins, despite what we saw in Chicago this past weekend, they've actually been really, really good against the run. You know, the defensive front has not allowed a lot of yards to running backs. Um, So this is a really interesting matchup for for the Dolphins defense to see if they can get back. And they have performed a little bit better, um, you know, know, as a defensive group at home as opposed to the road. Um, So I do think they're going to play a little bit better. Um, As I said before, I don't know how – you stop until I see somebody stop this Dolphins offense, uh, with two in the lineup. You know, like I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta roll with them, and I think the Dolphins put up enough enough points, um, you know, to get the job done. I think, I think it's maybe, I think it's a close game, maybe a little bit lower scoring than we've seen the past couple of weeks, but I think the Dolphins squeak out like a 2.3 point
1: one. Yeah,
0: I, I think that I.
1: The, Cleveland does have a you know can put up a decent pass rush, which is
0: that is that is the real test because you yeah. mean Miles, Miles Garrett's going to be a test for Sean oh, yeah. Orsted, yeah. Brandon yeah. Shell, or Austin Jackson if he's able to play. I think I, I don't know if they face the pass rusher. I mean yeah, I mean the street, I mean he's arguably the best pass rusher in the league, so uh, it's going to be their their biggest test for sure.
1: He can he can get there, which is and uh, you know the first the first line of defense against this pass against this team is the first line of defense. Um, it's getting to either getting to, to, or if you can't get there, you know, getting your hands up, getting the, getting the passing lanes, getting, um, you know, creating, you know, block passes, tip passes. Other than that. Yeah. It's, it's so tough to defend these guys. Um because of their speed and because they actually do run these, you know, they do run good routes. And they and they can find and they are good at finding the uh, the soft spots in the zones and sitting down in there and not getting too over anxious and running themselves out of a you know a nice chunk play. Um, Cleveland runs the ball well. I think they will get some things going against the Dolphins but I don't think it's going to be enough. And I like the Dolphins in this one, especially if they can get, again, you get a couple early, get them out of the, get them out of, you know, get them out of their plan. Of course I thought the same thing in Chicago. And of course they, it didn't matter. Uh, but Jacoby Brissett is not Justin Fields by any stretch of the imagination. And, uh, you know, I say the Dolphins winning this one by a touchdown to 10 points. Um okay. I don't know. 30-20, 24-14. 20, I mean, 24-14 seems really low scoring these days, but
0: yeah,
1: that, that might we might be due for a 24-14.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially with the way Cleveland runs the ball, that could kind of you know bleed the clock a little bit. Kobe's playing good ball though. I mean, I know a lot of people have been tasting them out from last season with the Dolphins, but he's playing pretty good ball with Amari Cooper and you know some of the targets they have so um i think i think it's gonna be a little a little tougher matchup than most people think but we're both rocking with uh rocking with the dolphins we're rolling with them uh we're picking the dolphins to head into the bye week smoothly head into my birthday week smoothly so I, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs>
1: I'm just, the I'm really important you. thing is
0: <laughs>
1: birthday week
0: yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just honestly I'm just glad the bye week aligns with it so I can you know you can act fool. Pe- yeah. No, nah, not act the fool, just say say peace, you know, disappear for a little bit, a couple of days. Uh get some get some rest and relaxation. But that's besides the point. <laughs> that's <laughs> besides the point. We are like I said, we're rolling with the dolphins but this week and we'll see if they can uh extend that winning streak to four games. They got stuck on 3. You know, they got start won their first three games, got stuck there, they're back to three straight wins. We'll see if they can uh make it four. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Reminder again to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, uh, like, share, comments, um, drop questions below, um, share it to a friend, subscribe to the Miami Herald. Um, you know, as always, we have a ton of content throughout the week, leading all the way up to game day, where we have you covered from all angles uh, of the world when it comes to the Dolphins. Really. <laughs> I mean, wherever you want, you, you got it. All these dolphins, everything. <laughs> we we're got a good stands if you want. If you want. <laughs> yeah, you know. we, we, we got it all for you. And uh, you know, and I haven't mentioned it mentioned it a lot, but um, you know, we're continuing our you know our weekly series, our project. Um, you know, looking back at you know for the 50th anniversary of the perfect season. Um, you know, every Wednesday, um, we have you know a bunch of great new stories that kind of look back on that time. Um, getting perspective from. A lot of players, a lot of coaches, uh, people who, um, you know, were right there when the Dolphins went 17-0 um, in 1972. Um, and it's all also in print as well, um, our Wednesday Sports Edition. Um, so definitely make sure if you're by Publix or wherever, make sure to get that. Um, but again, we'll be back next week to recap all things Dolphins. Until then, you guys take care. See ya.